Welcome to You See Today with me, David Dungay. I have with me today Mr. Ian Lindsay from Softdex and Gus Weil from CanCon. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Not bad. Yourself? Great, thank you. And Ian? The sun is shining. That's always good news. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, today we're going to be talking about um, the, relationship, the relationship between CanCon and Softdex and some of the challenges uh, you've both been solving together. But before we get into that conversation, should we do a bit of a round of introductions? Um, Ian, do you want to kick us off? Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, Softex. Yeah, certainly. So I am SVP sales for Softex, covering the world. So, you know, the last 18 months I've been at home, which is incredibly unusual. Normally it's on a plane or at an airport. We have been delivering voice analytics for the last 30 plus years into the enterprise marketplace and via partners. So we've seen a huge change, especially over the last 18 months with the introduction of working from home and the very rapid move to to hosted voice and outsourcing and, and, and managed service. Excellent, Gus. Yep, I'm Gus Wall, Head of Collaboration at CanCom UK and I, um, soon to become Telefonica Tech following the acquisition in July this year. Um, I'm responsible for all of our hosted uh, UCAS platform, uh, which is underpinned by Cisco, uh, as well as our SIP Cloud offerings. Um, been doing this for the last um, about seven years here at uh, CanCom. Um, so, yeah. Great. So, um, Ian, I, I, want, I want to start with you. Um, you mentioned the, the last 18 months you've been very much grounded, like, like we all have, um, but your, your specialty around voice analytics. You know, what, what kind of customer challenges are you solving um, at the moment? And do you have any uh, specific examples of that? Yeah, we're, we're seeing a huge demand on visibility to the end user during their transition. So, you know, we're seeing a large number of enterprises transition across to UC. They have been used to traditional voice analytics in terms of how their call flows are handled, how their gateways are managing their channels, and even down to governance. You know, they have to be able to store call records for up to seven years. And with the move over to UC, there is uncertainty in terms of, well, you know, we used to own the solution, it's now outsourced, how do we manage it? How do we know what's happening? How do we move forward and understand what changes we need to make? So our partners, such as CanCom, are delivering that visibility to their enterprises, showing the channel management, showing the channel blocking, the occupancy, showing the use of the SIP channels. And on the Cisco switch, we're also delivering quality of service so they can see bad, poor, indifferent calls, as well as the traditional voice experience. How many calls are coming into my organization? Do they end up in voicemail hell? How are my hunt groups performing? What is my overall customer experience? You know, am I happy with that? And it's that visibility that's delivered via our partners that we're seeing enhances the relationship between the partner and the direct customer because they can see what's going on and there's a certain amount of hand-holding during this transition phase. I also think that, you know, everybody's talking about back to work, back to office, 
personally, I don't think it will be a complete back to office. I think we're going to have to come up and learn to live with a hybrid model and call flowing through that hybrid model, customer experience through that hybrid model and management of the SIP channels. You know, how many concurrent calls do I currently have on my network? Can my network cater for it? Is vital to deliver a quality voice experience to the customer. Yeah. So maybe Gus, you could pick up on a, on, on some of that as well. You know, so Ian mentioned, you know, about the insights you're delivering your enterprise customers. Can you delve into that a little bit more, just to give us a bit of a bit of context there? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges um, customers are facing with um, remote workforces is that you know. <laughs> getting end users to strike a work-life balance. Um, so using the analytics and the reporting tools to make sure that you know, customer end users are using the platform as they should and when they should, um, and that they're not overburdened you know, working from home. People can go, well, actually, I'll, I'll work later and longer um, but you know, they, need, they need to switch off. They need the downtime. I think the UUC analytics within the platform help identify that as well um one of the key things we've seen as well is a lot of you know legacy customers that were moving from on-prem to ucas have a legacy on-prem that's been there for five six ten even 20 years so there's a lot of dead wood in there that you know if we take it across to ucas then there's going to be paying for users and services that they just don't need so using the, the built-in analytics Know, look at when when users and extensions were last used um you can actually start to drive cost savings because you can actually turn to the customer and say actually you don't need you know these hundred users you're paying for these hundred users they haven't made a call in the last six eight twelve months so you can actually get rid of those users because you know they're no longer in the business they've moved on they've changed roles um so you can actually start to drive um cost savings from from the tool sets in place so i mean just just to jump in there um we're also seeing security as becoming a, a vital uh topic in all of this ucas and being able to see who's got access to your network so you can invite guests into your ucas solution and and they have access and who's who's a, a temporary tenant on your ucas platform is also vital being able to to see those users and delete them and, and, and log them out as and when required. External people come in able to into your net into your UCAS network, yeah, you have to be able to control. I'd also say the other aspect that is slightly different with CanCom, and it's not just the analytics that we're delivering and they're delivering to their customers, it's also the, the billing. Yeah, in the market today we're seeing a huge influx of new carriers. So these are companies that are providing a complete bundle to their customers. Not only are they delivering the UCAS, they're delivering the SIP minutes, they're delivering the, 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 the SD-WAN, they're delivering a whole solution into the customer. And what CanCom are doing is they're using our solution tool, our billing tool, beg your pardon, to deliver a very visible bill to the customer and the customer will understand exactly what it is they're paying for and how it's being used. 
that alone, you know, assists in customer retention. I'm not paying for something I shouldn't have, Gus mentioned earlier, unused handsets. So it's that ability through the bill to be used the bill as a sales tool mm. to retain those customers and perhaps in, include a differentiator in your proposal or in CanCom's proposal to the customer. And that is that complete visibility, the partnership, the pseudo consultation, if you want to call it that, that develops the ongoing relationship between CanCom and their customers that helps retention. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see, you know, how data-driven uh, businesses have become now. Not just data-driven, but actually be able to act on um, that data in, in this kind of way as well. So, I mean, um, Gus, you know, t tell me from, from your side, you know, what, what was it about Softex um, which, you know, sparked this relationship? You know, why, why, did, why, why did you select um, the Softex? It, it was it's a two-pronged approach, really. Um, one, as we were deploying our... HCS platform, a UCAS platform, um, we were recommended Softex by the provider that we, we chose to part, partner with, um, delivering, delivering that HCS platform. Um, and also Softex offered, as, as Dean said, that billing and UC analytics together. Um, and also taking, because we have more than just our UCAS platform, we've got a SIP cloud, which has got all the SIP services. Uh, so we have the minutes billing off that, the channel billing for our SIP platform, as well as our UCAS platform. So Softex was able to then take both the UCAS and the SIP, join it together, bring it together into one bill that the customer gets, rather than a bill for UCAS, a bill for SIP, and a bill for anything else. We can use the, the one platform to bring everything together and um, deliver it on an online portal um, so that customers can go in and see, <laughs> you know, this month's bill. And if they have any queries, they've got all the tools to go, actually, why is my call usage so high? They can drill into it and say, actually, there's an outbound campaign where we actually made a lot more outbound calls than the previous month. And we can identify which department made all those calls. And then they can sort of then tie it back to say, actually, that was money well spent because that was an outbound campaign and we generated X, Y, and Z revenue off the back of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, there's an amazing amount of value here being driven through through the bill alone, which is which is fantastic. I mean, Ian, tell us, you know, um, uh, billing generally, you know, how much how much value is this all adding to organisations, you know, across the board? It's 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 saving the enterprises um, a great deal of money on their bills. Their bills become visible. They become transparent. And, you know, again, as Gus mentioned earlier on, the savings we are seeing are coming from, you know, the SIP channel usage. Have I got too many or have I got too less? They're coming from unused extensions. They're coming from licenses that you've paid for and users aren't using those particular features on that particular license. Um, way back in the very early days, we supplied to a leading car manufacturer uh, a UC analytics tool and the IT manager was very very proud of how he rolled it all out and when we produced information to show him how the licenses and the features were all being used it transpired that the only feature being used was audio no file sharing no chat no nothing else he then had to go back and retrain all of his users how to get more benefit out of the UC system that they'd employed 
So there's that type of saving. There's also, you know, the, 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 in terms of our partners, in terms of CanCom, it's the speed of delivery of that digital bill. You know, we will do a billing run with them once, twice a month, wherever often they bill their customers. That can be produced in the 24 hours. It can be emailed out. And there, you know, some of our partners are seeing a far, far quicker sign off of the bill and the payment of the bill thereafter. You know, there was one very large bank in the UK where we were dealing with via a different partner. If that bill, which was always huge, was one penny out, or they thought it was one penny out, they wouldn't pay the whole bill. And by delivering that visibility on the bill, speeds up that transition to cash, that cash flow argument back into our partners. So there's multiple savings. There's savings from the end user, in terms of unused, in terms of licenses, in terms of bandwidth. And then there's also that speed to cash argument that some of our partners are achieving as well. Yeah. And of course, the increase in productivity that you can drive through, you know, the adoption of these tools as well, which is, you know, fantastic. I mean, Gus, from your side, um, you know, Ian mentioned a few success stories there. Have you, have you got any sort of success stories you'd like to sort of share with us? Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of customers where we've actually used the billing and analytics tool set to, to drive savings um, based on user profiles. And uh, one of them um, was a NHS organization that um, had you know, 16,000, 17,000 users plus that we actually managed to then get down to in the regions of, you know, eight, eight to 6,000 users um, because of a lot of the, the deadwood in there that was wasn't used hadn't been used in, in months um also um a lot of the remote working as well so chain you know looking at where the shift from you know, a lot of on-prem phones um and the user profiles there actually we're seeing a lot more move to the soft phone environment so we're actually saving on you know, replacing physical handsets um so we're seeing quite a lot of customers um using the analytics tool to say, well, how many handsets have I got? How many headsets do I need to buy? Um, and then moving them to soft phones as well. Yeah, great. So um, looking forwards, um, you know, how will billing um, really change for unified communications going forwards? Is it all going to be about just more of the same, but in more detail, getting more granular detail? Or, or you know, what else are we going to see? Ian, do you want to kick us off on that one? I, I think it's it's providing the visibility to deliver that granular detail. Uh, we, we're seeing an awful lot of suppliers starting to move to a pay-as-you-go model, so they're only paying for what they use. Now, you know, that's fine, but you need to understand what you're using before you sign up for a specific model. So it, it's, it's that granular visibility that helps us through the transition. And then it also manages the changes as organizations change. Organizations grow, they shrink. Certainly working from home has changed the whole profile in terms of handsets. You know, how many people now have a handset? As, as Gus was saying earlier on, it's all done through your laptop, it's done through your phone, you know, and that saving has come from your handsets. So there's always change within an organization. And it's been able to spot and understand that change or even look at the trends and preempt the trends. So 
we've had customers saying, well, look, your international traffic to North America has increased 10% every month on month for the last four months. Let's get you on a better tariff. You know, with the introduction of, of direct routing, you know, we're seeing the requirement to be able to tariff that call correctly become even more important. An awful lot of people think calling plan is expensive. An awful lot of people want to keep the carriers because they've got geographical locations where calling plans won't fit and they have to be able to cater for those tariffs. And, you know, even now, you know, every single RFP we are seeing, we still see the need for call management, you know, really old fashioned word, but they still need to be able to understand the calls leaving and entering their organization. Some companies have seven year governance where they have to be able to prove that that call. We deal with quite a number of blue light organizations. And yeah, we have been involved in cases, court cases, where we have used our analytics to prove that the call was made or transferred or received. So it's that ongoing management that I believe will never, ever change. Organizations don't stand still. And certainly technology doesn't stand still these days either. Absolutely. Um, Gus, I mean, from, from your side of things, you know, how would you like to see the, the billing um, landscape evolve, if you like? You know, how, what's going to help you uh, get more out of your, your customer base? I think it's, it's bringing in more applications. The bringing in, you know, bringing, bringing together SIP, UCAS, Microsoft Teams, getting the data in that Microsoft Teams environment, bringing it into the billing um, and more the billing and the analytics, um, as well as, I think there's going to be a lot more meet uh, sort of conferencing, teams meeting. The teams meetings aren't going to go away. They're just going to keep growing. We're going to be attending more. I think there's going to be a lot more analytics to make sure that we're actually utilizing our time on these meetings correctly. So I think there's going to be a lot of meeting analysis starting to come through. I mean, there is you know remote occupancy um, analytics you can get nowadays, but I think I think it's making sure that the meetings are relevant i think there's there's, how that is um, captured and quantified i'm not quite sure but i think we need to start going well actually you've attended 12 meetings this week you know three of them were really useful three of them really weren't um, and the rest were sort of in the middle and i think that's kind of where we need to where billing needs to be going I think I think we I think we could all uh, use that kind of functionality right now, given the number of meetings we're involved with. So I think I think that's a, a great place to end um, today's discussion. Um, Gus, Ian, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. All the welcome. Thank you very much, David. And thank you for watching. You've been watching me, David Bangay, on UC Today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it for me. See you next time. Thank you.